This is Daniel Figella. You're listening to the AI in Business podcast, and you're also listening to the fifth of this five-part series on building an enterprise AI strategy. You've heard from some great guests over the course of the last four to five days. We kicked things off with the GM of Artificial Intelligence for Microsoft, David Carmona, who joined us back in the program this Monday. If you haven't heard that episode, I would certainly go back and dive in on that one. And we've had other excellent guests from PwC, from startup companies, from a global pharmaceutical firm, and more. We're wrapping things up with another big enterprise perspective, this time inside of one of the largest telco firms in the EU, which is called Telefonica. Telefonica is a $40 billion firm, and the fellow who heads up artificial intelligence for that company is Richard Benjamins. Richard is also author of a book called A Data-Driven Company, and has done a lot of practical work in addition to strategic thinking about what it takes to bring a legacy enterprise up to speed in the era of AI, and that really does begin with strategy in many ways. Richard actually has a five-part model for how he thinks about strategy, a rather organized way of thinking that draws on the book that he'd written on this topic. And for our listeners, regardless of what industry you're in, there are three parts of this interview that I thought were particularly interesting that I wanted to note before we dive in. Number one, Richard put some strong emphasis on how we collect and handle data at an enterprise level and use that to support strategy. Lots of fruitful insights there. Number two, he actually addresses ethics and governance as part of building a strategy. Some thinkers think otherwise, but Richard has some strong opinions there and some perspective that I think is more than worthwhile for those of you who are interested in AI ethics. And number three, towards the end of this episode, Richard talks about the use of smaller projects to build bigger picture momentum to flesh out a strategy in full. Nothing about enterprise AI strategy happens overnight, but it is possible to build a sort of roadmap approach as opposed to a scattered piecemeal approach. And Richard articulates that in the last third or fourth of this episode, which I particularly appreciate it. So I hope you do as well, and I hope it ends up being useful. I should mention before we dive in here that if your company is getting started with artificial intelligence, or if you're working with clients who are just beginning on their AI journey, we do have a free PDF guide called Beginning with AI, Three Critical Insights for Non-Technical Executives. And you can download that at emerj.com slash beg1. That's beg like beginning and then just the number one, emerj com slash beg1 and there you can download our beginning with ai guide which is all about practical steps for initial ai adoption again if you're working with big enterprises or you're operating within one hopefully that'll be a useful add-on resource to some of what you learn with richard here today so without further ado this is the fifth of this five-part series we are very happy to have richard with us again on the show let's roll right in this is richard with telefonica on the ai and business podcast So Richard of Telefonica, glad to have you on the program. Thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I know today we're fortunate to have you because we wanted to get some very big enterprise perspective. Telefonica is an awfully large company. And we're talking about AI strategy, something that's critical in the enterprise. And frankly, for a lot of enterprises is new. They're not exactly very far into a very robust AI strategy. They're just thinking about how it fits together. Obviously, you're doing big things within a very large organization. When you think about what it means to get started with an AI strategy in the enterprise, what moving pieces does that involve? Where do you even get started? Well, I think the first advice is if you want to start, any start is good. Yeah, uh, Because if you think too much about how to start, then it's very complex in large organizations. Then you end up discussing and trying to get everything okay. And then it takes you months actually to get 
uh, a great strategy. Yeah. So and there's one point that is agility. Yeah. Just try some things out and see what happens and learn from that and go further. Yeah. But of course, if you really want to have a longer term strategy, then you need to think about different things. Yeah. So one thing you have to talk about is about the business. Yeah. So what kind of problems can it solve? And actually, how much do you need to invest? Yeah. So there's a whole area that you have to put in your strategy. Then there is the organizational part. What kind of department do you create? Do you create a new department? Is it in IT? Is it in strategy? Is it in marketing? Yeah. Do you have a CDO? Is it minus one? Is it minus two? So all kinds of organizational questions. Yeah. If you've been working a bit, how data mature are you? So all kinds of organizational things that you also need to figure out. And there is the part of technology. Yeah? What kind of solutions do you use? Is it in the cloud? Is it on-premise? Do you do it alone? Do you work with a partner? So all kinds of technology-related things that you also have to put in your strategy. And actually, there's one very important if you want to have work with AI, that is data collection. Yeah? So many people think that if you're a large company, you have a lot of processes, so you have abundance of data, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. just use the data. But no, that's not the case. Yeah? Collecting data, storing data, and processing the data is very expensive. And it, it needs, so it actually needs a strategy in itself, a budget and a timing. Yeah? So that's the technology part. And then, of course, you have the people part. Have the right people on board, the skills. Do you upskill? Do you hire? How do you win over skeptical people in the organization that see it as a kind of threat? So there's also a whole area around people. Political then, stuff, yeah. Yeah. And then finally, and, and that is uh, something that is, is rather new, uh, but also very important, is responsibility. Yeah? So it's not just about making profit as much as you can without considering anything else. Yeah. So the ethical part of AI and responsible use of this technology is also very important. So if you want to have a full strategy, you need to think about those five areas at least. And then depending on where you are, if you are in the beginning, then you have to do different things than if you are already quite mature towards the end. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot to digest. I'm going to kind of put a thumbtack in all these so our listeners can remember, and then we'll start to go into some of them individually and think about how they sort of coincide when it comes to a complete strategy here. You mentioned the organizational side of things. Mm -hmm. You mentioned what are the business cases. You mm -hmm. mentioned the people. You yeah. mentioned the technology and the infrastructure, and I think there was also the data and collection. Do I have the right five here? No, so the, the data collection is in the technology. Oh, you tucked that under you, there. Okay. You missed the responsible part. Ah, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. So number five is our responsible. So you rolled those two data and uh, technology kind of together. So under tech, we've got to think about infrastructure. We've got to think about data. How are we going to collect it? How are we going to go with it? What are the budgets for that? So many moving parts. And some of the thinkers out there in the world that we've spoken to have, have said things along the lines of, when you're putting together an AI strategy... Don't think about drawing up something entirely new. Think about how AI layers on top of your existing business strategy and priorities. Other people have a very different opinion. They say, hey, sometimes we might need to rethink some of our overall transformation goals because of AI. So some people want to maybe think through the lens of the technology sometimes. Some people really believe a first strategy needs to be AI layered on top of an existing strategy. Do you have one opinion or another there or somewhere in between? I think there is no one unique answer. Yeah? It sure, all depends sure. on the context. It depends on the culture. I mean, if you're a very traditional company and you have lots of things in place, of course, then you want to put AI on top of your core business and work from an existing situation and see how AI can improve that. Yeah? 
if you are in an industry that is maybe at the point of being disrupted, where you know you can't continue with your core business more than a few years, uh, then of course you are forced to do something new. And then maybe you should AI give a much more important yeah, and a disruptive role. If you look at how you can create value from AI and big data, so one is apply it to your core business, optimize your core business, but there is a whole new area where you can, okay, you can create new business with it. If you look at Telefonica, yeah, so we are a big operation. We use this a lot internally yeah, to understand better our customers, to, to better deploy our networks, to understand customer value, marketing, whatever. Yeah? But we also have created new businesses that is based on the data we have. So we have we are a telecommunications company. We have lots of data. If we anonymize and aggregate the data, then actually our data is a kind of proxy for human activity, which you can use for transport, for retail, for social purposes. So this is a completely new business. Yeah? And this technology allows you to give you that new part. So and where you want to start, that depends a lot of the company. Yeah? Usually, large conventional companies start first with the application internally yeah, because that's where the big business is. If yeah. you optimize something very big with one percentage or even a tenth of a percentage, it's still a lot of money. Yeah, if you do very great work for a business area that is very small, then of course the value is not so, uh, the economic value is not high, but it may be strategically very important to do that. So, I always advise, I always listen to the companies how they are. And then I actually advised them on that. I actually wrote a book on that, yeah? So that, that helps companies to understand what are the best decisions at uh, each of the moments in the data and AI journey. Yeah, this is, well, this is a, a great, I think, important caveat to bear in mind for the listeners here. To your point, there are some times where really doubling down on our existing operations and way we do things is, is where the opportunity is and is a totally safe approach. There's other times where, like you said, we're being disrupted so radically, we need to kind of rethink our our North Star. We can't just go faster towards the North Star with AI. We need to maybe pursue a different North Star. What you've also said here is that sometimes for getting started, it's going to be easiest to start to move the needle on existing things. And I think that is a really important yeah. point. I think if you've never done AI before, expecting to come up with a new product line is probably unrealistic. However, yeah. to your point, the emphasis on going towards your existing North Star or moving towards a new one will kind of vary depending on how much disruption you sort of need to, to reach your business goal. So I think that's an important thing to bear in mind. So we've got some companies that are going to be more doubling down on existing stuff. Some that are going to be steering in maybe a bit of a new direction to reinvent themselves because they've, they have to or it's going to be best for their goals. They've got these five areas to consider. There's so many stakeholders that would have to be involved in getting really clear ideas about those five areas. You know, the person that understands the IT infrastructure is probably not the same person that maybe is thinking about the creation of new business lines for drug no, development or something, no, right? No. So I can see that there would maybe be a champion who would be trying to make a strategy happen, and they've got to rope people together and create some kind of an order here. When you think about those five points, do you generally begin with the business use cases as kind of the initial anchor or even where you start maybe could be many many different places what's your perspective there it's the same the yeah it's the same <laughs> Go the same it. approach yeah the most important thing if you want to start with this is to start somewhere where it is loved yeah so somebody who is a champion who really likes this technology who likes to deplore it can be in it it can be in strategy it can be in marketing actually oftentimes it's in marketing because that's where 
a lot of businesses that they want to improve. But it can really be in any organization. So that's the most important things because if you want to start with it, you're going to end up with a lot of problems. Yeah? If you want to start, you need data to train your models. Where do you get the data from? Of course, the data is somewhere else. So you have to convince somebody to get the data. Yeah? And that already is, is a challenge. So if somebody from, upside, from, from up, from the CEO says, okay, you have to do AI. Yeah? And the person thinks, oh my God, I have to do something else. Then definitely he will not or she will not fight for it. And so be aware and, and be aware of all the things that she has to, to accomplish, which yeah. is really a lot, as you said. You have to, yeah, you have to orchestrate so many different departments and people, and, and some of them are enthusiastic, many of them are defensive. So the first thing is start. If you can avoid skepticals, avoid them. Yeah. Yeah. Be, because what you need to do, you need to earn respect, yeah, because you get money to start. And then you have a certain period of time, maybe 18 months in large companies, that will let you alone and you can do things. But after 18 months, they will ask, so what did you do? Show yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Now, you have, and that, that's, that's another lesson. Uh, you have to be, you cannot underestimate the importance of tracking down everything that you do and getting as much support as you can and communicate it when you can. Yeah? Because otherwise, the organization thinks, well, this fancy area has received a lot of money and we don't see anything in return. Yeah. So part of, and actually this is, we had a great interview with the the global head of AI at IBM who sort of put a, a, a big exclamation point on finding where the enthusiasm and, and the, the fluency already exists and people are eager to move because you're really not going to start something new unless you, you begin there. So I appreciate that you'd kind of mentioned that. Now, this person who has this 18 months maybe to play with, and maybe sometimes they've obviously got check-ins much more frequently than that, but but maybe they only have so much runway to, to create some sort of a result. This person probably has to pull in enough of those other stakeholders in order to build a more complete strategy that's going to cover the five bases that you talked about. What does it look like to rope in and, and get all the stakeholders involved and pulled together to, to start to, to build a strategy? And is it sometimes the case that we're not really able to start with a strategy because we can't get everybody in the room. We just need a couple projects and then that's going to win enough attention to then pull in strategy or does strategy always happen first? I'd, I'd love your thoughts on that because I know that's a big challenge. No, of course, there is a, there is an idea of a strategy before you start, yeah? but probably that's a paper strategy and you can't execute on that strategy without doing things. And so it's very important if you start, if you select where to start, that you take an explicit decision on where you start. And that involves, on the one hand, business impact or importance, and on the other hand, feasibility. Yeah? Feasibility includes whether you have the data available, whether the people you have to work with, so all those different people yeah, are on board, or whether you have to convince them. And so, and then you have a kind of matrix and you can you can map the different possibilities. And also in terms of, whether how what's the strategic importance and yeah all those kinds of things so you have to choose right where to start yeah and and that involves very much right, talking to the people who, who who want to do it and then apart from that if you are in a large organization yeah let's say a multinational company then most of the things that happen at the center yeah because this is new or strategic you have to collaborate with a geography a business and you have to involve all the people from the from the beginning at the right time, because if you push forward from the center, 
but you forget to include IT of the geography. In the end, without IT in, in the geography, nothing happens. So if you do that too late, they feel like excluded. Yeah. And so the, the people part, the psychological part of, basically it's human, yeah, it's human nature. Yeah. You have to take that into account. And I think that's one of the most important things. And then another very important thing that I personally have learned and actually made several, I committed the error several times that you are so enthusiastic about AI and data that you want to do it and then you want to tell the whole world, yeah? But what actually you should do, you should give all the leading role to the business. Let them communicate their results, not you. Because if you do it, they feel less, mm, they're doing something that actually maybe I should have done it. And so, and the credit, so it's all about credits. Yeah. And if you bring into persons and you give them the credits, then actually they feel great yeah? rather yeah. than thre- threatened. So, yeah. that's something sometimes I didn't do. And then actually had some, yeah, had some steps back, some few months of, uh, hmm. Of, of a delay in the collaboration. Yeah. Okay. This is, man, I mean, I feel like, well, I don't know if everybody would be this honest about the human side of the process, but these are incredibly important things. There's winning the initial buy-in. And then there's also thinking about when we get to a checkpoint of a win, whose hand are we going to raise and throw the confetti in the air? And and what you're saying is, if we can take the person who is nice enough to be the champion, let's let them make some kind of noise about it and because then they're going to want to do more of it, right? If if they do the work and then it does, it feels like it's the AI center of excellence that gets the credit yeah. or something, maybe they're not yeah. going to want to keep doing AI. Yeah, maybe they want, but of course they feel so much better if they get the credit. Exactly. And, and if you're from a, let's say, AI area of the data area, I mean, you will get the credit in the end also. Sure, yeah. But don't be too eager. Wow, this is, this is great. Credit. I don't think we've ever heard it worded this way, but this is a really important point. If you're, at the center of AI, yeah, eventually it'll come back to you. But like you said, don't be too eager. I think that's very astute advice. Really interesting that you're mentioning these these kind of very human factors and considerations about AI. And when it comes to this initial plan, you'd mentioned kind of we start with this paper plan, right? Where it's, it's kind of nothing more than that. We need projects to actually enact it. There's going to be a process of leveling this thing up. I can imagine, you know, maybe it's somebody like you who's got a paper plan for, for an AI strategy, you've talked to enough leadership, but it's not like the CEO loves the the idea. He might not, he might only know two sound bites that he had on a phone call with you once, right? That, that strategy has not made its way in. You do a couple projects, is the goal to get more buy-in, more validation, and then use that to kind of update the strategy and win more buy-in and eventually climb it to the point where everybody's kind of on the same page about where we're moving with AI? Like, how do we think about growing this yeah. seed into a tree? Apart from the five areas that I said should be part of a strategy, there is also a journey. It's a phased journey. Yeah? You start with exploration, then you go to transformation, and then you move into data-driven, and finally you can take full advantage of data and artificial intelligence. Yeah? In each of those phases, different things matter. Yeah? So in the first stage, it's all about exploring what can we do. And, and then it's about getting this buying. Yeah? But sometimes it's the CEO who says, I want to do AI because they've heard it, they've seen it, they have no clue what it is, but they say it, yeah? And so then you don't need any buy-in. Then you need to get buy-in of the middle management, yeah? which sometimes even even harder. Once you have enough buy-in and you want to do it, and, and then you say, okay, now I need $15 million a year yeah, to execute on my strategy. 
that is where you need to have the real buy-in and, and you need to have the buy-in created before in the exploration phase yeah you can't start asking a lot of money without any results sometimes you can because there is so much externally happening that companies they feel obliged yeah, to invest in that those investments oftentimes go wrong because they just spend a lot of money because everybody does it and then they don't know how to spend it they are not prepared to spend it in the right way and then you get a small ai winter in the organization so at the transformation phase which is the second phase of of the organization that is the real phase where the tough things happen got it so okay it, and and where you're getting at is asking for those big budgets without having some early project success is not going to be reasonable so you want to get the paper strategy it, it, yeah. go ahead it's not going to be reasonable and it probably will not be good because if you have too much money without knowing what to do you will spend it anyway and probably you hire a lot of people of the wrong profile so you can do all things in the wrong way or you hire a very diff expensive company to do something for you and they do something and then you have you don't understand what they've done so yeah. you cannot internalize it yeah so in terms of growing this seed of a paper plan into a full-blown tree of a big breathing initiative that can actually move the company there's a process of using that initial plan to build some early buy-in and to maybe get some early pilots going and then use those pilots to get even more buy-in, more excitement, more shared vision, more people connected. And then we can move up to the crescendo where even yeah. at the C-suite, they're on board, they get it, we're all moving forward together. Yeah, because there there is a thing with, with those projects. I mean, you can do many AI projects one after the other, but in the end, you want to scale. Yeah? You want to take more velocity. And that requires additional investment because doing one project, let's say you want to do churn reduction, yeah, you want to predict what part of customers are going to leave. Uh, you can find those customers and then, hey, that's good. Now I want to do it in another area as well. And then you start again. Yeah? And then you will see that actually you're not gaining a lot of time and, and effort each time you do it. And why? Because your data is in all, all over the place in different formats and different systems. So if you want to scale, you need to invest in then in a data infrastructure. It's a painful process. Yeah? You oh, yeah. have a kind Very of common painful. model. You have to connect it to all kinds of different systems. And you may even impose on different businesses different data models, which they don't like. So you have yep. also a lot of polit politics. So you can only do such kind of project if you have suffered the absence of what you're aiming at. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, the, those projects, if you start from that from the beginning, then you will invest like three years in, in a lot of effort and there is nothing to see and there is no enthusiasm. Yeah, nobody's going so, to invest in infrastructure without results. That stuff gets built yeah. while we're doing other productive things. Yeah. 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 Tons to get into here, but we've got some excellent insights for the listeners in terms of those major five points, thinking about transformation versus doubling down on your existing business and thinking about these really important human factors to actually make a strategy come to life. Richard, I know that's all we had for time for this first topic, but this has been a real blast. Thanks so much. So that's all for this episode of the AI and Business Podcast. That's also all for this series. I really want to appreciate you for being with us. This is a series that spilled over all the way into Saturday, which is a little bit unusual for us. We did have that AI is here episode on Wednesday. So thank you for hanging with us all the way into this Saturday and following this AI strategy series. 
I had fun recording this one, and I hope we get to do more series into the future. We have a couple more ideas throughout the rest of the year and maybe early next year for some more fun episodes like this. And I want to mention two things as we wrap up. Number one, if you've enjoyed this series, and if it's benefited you that we've done our work here in terms of bringing in heads of AI and GMs of AI at you know, global multi-billion dollar companies. If this has been a helpful series for you in any way, shape or form, it would mean the world. If you could drop us a five-star review on iTunes, let us know what you liked. The biggest feedback bits that I bring back to my audio team are always podcast reviews. Whatever shows up in Apple is among the most important feedback that we have. And in fact, it's been what has molded the show over the years. When you saw us do the AI success factor series, when you saw us cover more about AI trends a year and a half ago, a lot of those shifts were based directly off of what we saw from podcast reviews and from folks like yourself. So it would mean the world if you've enjoyed this series. Drop us a five-star review on iTunes. In fact, We may even end up sharing it in the newsletter. I have shared many great reviews in the newsletter to the rest of our audience because I appreciate you guys. We've shared many great reviews in the newsletter over the years. They've been things that have helped us learn and we're also proud of them. So we're we're happy to share them with our broader audience as well. So that could be you. Again, iTunes is just the AI and business podcast. And otherwise, that is a wrap. We're going to be getting back into our normal rigmarole. Next Tuesday, we'll be diving into our normal Tuesday episode, so you you can look forward to that. And in the future, I'm sure we are going to have other series as well, and I'm sure those will be based on your feedback as our listeners. Appreciate you being here. Really, really do. And I look forward to catching you next week.